and welcome to the Feedback Force podcast, the game design and analysis podcast of the End Defender community. My cat just stood up and started walking over here. That means that we're starting. My name is Kelso. And I'm Kyla. And I'm Carl. Oh, and there's the kitty. Uh, and that's Blippo. And, yes. There's Blippo. Come here. Come here, Kay. It wouldn't be the Feedback Force podcast without Blippo. Yes. Hello. It's it's uncanny how he knows when we're starting. Maybe he's attracted I know. by the sound of your intro. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe you are or maybe it's when Kelsa randomly starts talking a lot. Well, yeah. yeah, but we were doing like a whole bunch of troubleshooting before this. Which I guess, talking, yeah. And <laughs> Flippo was fine. <laughs> Not paying any attention. Yep. Showbiz cat. <laughs> yep. It's true. It's true. The showbiz, showbiz pizza cat. It's you. Oh. So yeah, we've we've been troubleshooting a lot because um, my Skype recorder just stopped working. All of a sudden, like. For no reason. In case um, you're wondering why there was like an extra long gap between this podcast and the previous podcast. That's why. Yeah. You know. I I think it has something to do with like Skype's APIs, which I don't know why it would suddenly like suddenly stop working or why it's working for you because now Kyle is recording instead of me, um, and not for me. But it's I am I am not sure. I'm totally okay with blaming Skype. <laughs> yeah, that seems reasonable. Um, if anybody knows a lot about um, the Skype API and or MP3 Skype recorder and has had similar issues and knows how to fix them, mm, yeah. let us know. Let, Tweet let us. me know. Tweet us, I guess. Anyway. <laughs> how are people, I guess? Aside from technical difficulties? <laughs> yeah. Man. Um, I'm, I'm doing okay. Worked this morning. I'm back, back in school. No more... Uh, no more summer break for me. No more fun, relaxing vacation times. I know. So now I have, like, homework and stuff to do again, which is which is a huge bummer. I've got to, like, I've got to spend, like, eight hours in ZBrush or something. That's my homework for my, my ZBrush class. I saw your Good tweet job. that, like, you had the ZBrush class and ZBrush wasn't working on the computers. Yeah. Like I, I don't know, it was it was some licensing error um, where you would open it up and it would just give you a pop up that says all of the licenses are in use. Um, oh no! So, I mean, they they fixed it. Like they had it working the next day, but That's and like in yeah. And like I don't know if like the tablet pens because we've got you know tablet pens that we can break out um, break out check out for like the Cintiq lab, which is where most of my classes are. Um, like a lot of the animation department classes are in the Cintiq lab, and for some reason they just don't have enough pens now, so they're like we gotta order more pens. Like, ah. Do people and keep losing them? I'm not sure. They might be breaking, but like. Ah. Yeah, it's 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 been a weird time because um there were there were budget cuts over the break and um our my program director does not exist anymore. Oh no. Like his position is just it gone. Uh Whoops. and they like they like consolidated 
Um, like, they consolidated it, so there are, like, four directors for the entire school now, I guess. It's... It, things are happening, I tell ya. Yikes. So, yeah, I just hope that uh, the school doesn't tank and my degree becomes worthless. I don't think that'll happen, but Hopefully your still. credits would still be transferable in that case. Yeah. But, man. Kitty, stop it. Stop it. So yeah, that's what's, uh, that's what's going on with me. Nice. Just, just dealing with that. I have uh, I've started um, Earthbound on my stream now. That's been yes. a that's been something of a trip. That is a weird game, let me tell you. It is a weird game. No, I like I have actually just never gotten around to playing Earthbound. I feel like I feel like that's like a huge crime. Like Well, that's why I'm playing it now. I'm like everybody always talks about Earthbound and I've never played Earthbound, so I got to see what the deal is with Earthbound. Yeah. Everybody, everybody gets real mad about, like, translation, not translation, like, localization issues and, and, and why, why can't we have it in the Wii U eShop or whatever. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. And now you see what Undertale was all about. Yeah, no, it's, it's got yeah. super strong, like, Undertale is a, it's, I can totally see the, the influence. Mm. Um. I didn't realize like quite the degree to which there was influence from uh, <laughs> from Earthbound. Uh, the mystery has been solved. There's some stuff I really really like about it. Um, like it's doing some interesting, neat stuff that I don't really see in other RPGs at all. Um, but uh, there's also some stuff where I'm like, why why is it like this? Why would you make that decision? What are you doing, game? <laughs> <laughs> so, but it's good. It's cool. I'm gonna keep playing it. Also saw the uh, the new Ghostbusters movie last night. Oh, how was that? Pretty good. Like, um, you know, it's not gonna be like the new classic or anything, but it's uh, it's pretty solid. I was entertained the entire time. I laughed a lot. The the ladies in it are super funny. Um, yeah, it was good. Nice. I have like no desire to see it because I I don't have like any any attachment to Ghostbusters. Same. So I actually probably think it's better to see if you don't have any attachment to Ghostbusters. Um, because I mean some like ridiculously contrived cameos aside, like it's mostly like just a good fun like action comedy. Um, that is like retelling the story of the original in a lot of ways. So it's probably best if you're like not watching it and comparing every frame to the original. Also, I don't oh. I don't really care for any of the lead actresses except for Kate McKinnon, but I can't say that or I'm sexist, so you know. Kate McKinnon is fantastic. Kate McKinnon's the best. She steals the entire movie. She's I love her great so much. She's she's just like fantastic in 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 general. So so if if I see it, I will be seeing it purely because I love her. Um, I mean, it's, and that's, I, a, that's a worthwhile reason to see it, because, yeah. like I said, she is so good in this. And I just... I can't I can't get into, like, anything that Melissa McCarthy has done. It just seems like really, like, lowest common denominator comedy, and I'm just like, oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't think things are funny for, like, normal reasons. So I don't, I don't think, I don't think it'll do much for me. 
Yeah, fair enough. Humor is very yeah. subjective. Uh, yeah. Okay. I don't like fun. <laughs> yeah. Carl's just anti anti happiness mm-hmm. in general, so that's fine. There, it's a long time since I wanted to see a movie less than the new Ghostbuster movie. <laughs> Uh, oh, I I doubt that. There's been a lot of shit that came out this summer. What about what about the sequel to Independence Day? Hmm. Oh, yeah. there's a sequel to Independence yeah, Day. Yeah, Independence it, Day Resurgence it, is in theaters right now. It came out this summer. It's called Resurgence. Yes, it is. That's amazing. When, when you just didn't think you could possibly have had any more independence in your life. <laughs> There is a resurgence of independence, and you get even more. Yep. Yep. That we also saw a trailer in front of the movie for um, the guy who wrote the Da Vinci Code. Apparently, wrote another similar novel about like Dante's Inferno and like how it's secretly a prophecy about a virus that's going to wipe out the world. Yeah, Dan Brown, and only, get out of here. And they're making a movie of it, and only Tom Hanks can save the world from the Inferno virus. You know, there was... I mean, he's was, the one to do it. Uh, <laughs> there was a, um... There was a prequel to The Da Vinci Code that I read, but I don't... Was that Angels and Demons? Yeah, Angels and Demons, that's what that one was. Um, I read that one, but I didn't... I haven't read uh, Inferno. Oh, Inferno just came out, like, a few years ago. Ten years between writing The Da Vinci Code and Inferno. Good job, Dan Brown. Well, good to know Dan Brown is still out there Dan Browning as hard as he can. Oh, man, he is really... Is that good to know? Well, he really yeah, is. yeah, it is. I, I appreciate knowing that someone somewhere is filling that niche, because... Someone somewhere is really worried about, like, the Knights Templar or something. <laughs> you know, I mean, because he's... He's harmless. There could be someone a lot less harmless filling that niche. Yeah. It could be like... It's been ridiculed a lot more than it deserves, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just like, it's it's airport... It's like airport novel, you know? It's like, that's fine. Those, those exist, and they will exist, and like... Whatever. Honestly, I remember Angels and Demons being, like, a lot darker, like... I don't remember anything specific because I read these books like over a decade ago, but um, I, I seem to remember some pretty, some pretty like brutal shit went down in Angels and Demons, and I'm okay with that. Maybe that's why they skipped making that one into a movie. I think so. Actually, now that I'm saying that, I think there was like there were like a bunch of um, it was like cardinals or like some higher like ranking people in the Catholic Church were like getting systematically murdered um, in like symbolic ways. And I think one of them like was suffocated by just like having like dirt shoved down his throat and like into his lungs to the point where he just like couldn't breathe. Um, that's a thing that I vaguely remember that might not be in that book but i sort of remember that happening and i'm just going to i'm just going to say that um that's what that was if listeners if you know about what happened in angels and demons and i'm wrong let me know on twitter because i probably am wrong that's a dangerous that's a dangerous invitation inviting people to correct you on twitter who the fuck has read angels and demons <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people have, but I don't. I I I get the feeling that anybody who listens to this 
if I don't think a lot of people have like read that book is all I'm saying. Yeah, I mean you're probably not. I have a friend who really likes Dan Brown. You know, Don't, I, I may, maybe he did back in the days. I can't I'm not sure really, if he does anymore. I can't anymore. really speak to like the writing quality of Dan Brown because I've never actually read any of his books. So he could be fine. It could be all right. I kind of doubt it's like anything special, but why not? Yeah, it's you know, I I people really like conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. Like people think conspiracy theories are a lot of fun. Like the, like the dad in um, Gone Home, writing those, like, time-traveling yeah. JFK, like, murder mystery things. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I don't know. And, and I think people, like, people are weirded out by the Catholic Church, because <laughs> they've, they've got a lot of things going on. Yep. That are that are you know a little weird. And shady. So yeah, so if you can combine Catholic Church and conspiracy theories and and make it you know mass marketable, it makes sense. Yeah, more power. That's to my, him. Yeah, that's my two cents. He's now found, this is he's just found a he's found a marketable niche, and he's milking it for all it's worth. And I you know I can't really like hold that against him. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 like. Stephanie Meyer and and what's her name who wrote Fifty Shades of Grey? Oh yeah, you know El something maybe E L James James I think it was one of those. Yeah. You know people like people will pay money for your drivel, cool. And, uh, I don't think Dan and, Brown is quite at that level, but and, uh, you know Chuck Tingle. Yeah, who I now follow on Twitter. After, like, a bunch of people were retweeting a bunch of his stuff. Yeah. Hugo Award-nominated Chuck Tingle. <laughs> That's true. Anyway. Carl, how have you been? <laughs> I've been great. I'm stressing out a bit because I'm going to, like, a big anime convention. Ooh. And I don't know anyone. Oh. That's fun. Well, I'm sure. I'm assuming I'm gonna meet some random people and. Yeah, just yeah, just find the nearest furries, and I'm sure they will give you a hug. Do you yeah. do you have Pokemon Go? Because my understanding is that that is the new nerd icebreaker. Yeah, is that no. is that available in Sweden yet or not? Yeah, it was released like yesterday. Oh, okay, cool. I, well, people was playing it before because they sort of leaked the mm-hmm. stuff. So, I yeah. guess that's not surprising. Problem solved. Download Pokemon Go and use that as an icebreaker to talk to nerds. Question mark, question mark, question mark, profit. Yeah, <laughs> my phone my phone doesn't run it either. So Yeah, I, I don't own a smartphone. Um, and even if I did, I don't know if I would be able to afford the data plan necessary for uh, for supporting Pokemon Go. But, you know, it looks cool. I'm sort of glad that I like have a, a built-in reason to not be playing it. Um, it, but it's it's fun like watching watching the zeitgeist sort of as a semi outsider. I don't know. How long how long do you think before it before it like it passes and it's no longer a thing? Well, it's how like long? Fast, actually. How long did Mitomo take? Oh God, like a week. 
Yeah, I think I yeah, think Pokemon, Pokemon is like yeah, Pokemon off will have more staying power than Mitomo, but um. I mean, the Pokemon franchise is still going strong, so like it has. Yeah, and I mean, I this think of perfectly sorry, encapsulate what Pokemon is. Yeah. True. I I think eventually, like most like people who aren't into Pokemon will stop giving a shit, and it, and it will sort of just fall to the people who do give a shit about Pokemon. Um, I mean, even for people that do give a shit about Pokemon, I think it's it's not good enough as a game. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't think the gameplay is strong enough that it's going to support it beyond like the initial novelty. That is true. Which is a shame. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. I'll, uh, enjoy our Pokemon Go hot takes here on the podcast. <laughs> That's what we do now. <laughs> We've got a game design analysis podcast. That's reasonable. Yeah. Let's, That's let's like... analyze this game that none of us have played. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's the internet. Isn't that what the internet's for? Uninformed opinions. <laughs> Absolutely. We're doing it. Opinions We're... is better if you know nothing. Well, mm-hmm. so let's, shall we Shall we transition to some informed opinions? Yes, that sounds like a good idea. Right, so the past sort of three weeks, it was going to be, no, it was four weeks, right? Because four we weeks. played it for three weeks and then we had technical difficulties for a week. Um, we've been playing Aquaria, which is a an underwater Metroidvania-style game where you play Naja, who is a sort of mermaid-type character, and she's exploring like the world. She she suddenly wakes up into consciousness one day and realizes like, oh shit, where is everybody? Am I like the only person in existence? And then explores the underwater um, to find out like what the deal is. And you travel through a bunch of different uh, regions. There's like your little home waters area. There's a a temple to this like fire race. There's like a big, big open water hub. Um, there's a kelp forest. There's the Vale, which is where um, you know the surface of the water is, where you can like jump out onto the beach and stuff. Um, there's the abyss, which is the deep dark place. There's a uh, the like old ruins of the castle of like Naja's people. Um, there's the Ice Veil, which is like a little polar ice caps area. Am I forgetting any of the major ones? The 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 like the end zone, which oh. I think is called the the body. The body, which is like some kind of weird giant overgrown like monster interior that you swim through. And I guess there's the light temple up in the veil. Um yeah. and the turtle caverns on the other side, which is sort of a smaller area. Um and and the, the seahorse Temple oh right, yeah. There's like a, there's a seahorse temple where you can like do a racing mini game. There's just like so much stuff in this game. Like the the open world is pretty large. Yeah, there is a ton of stuff. I um, <laughs> yeah, I remember like the first time I got into the open waters, and it's like, here's like six different directions you can go. Have fun. Yep, because it it seems when you're in home waters, it seems like not enormous, but fairly big. Like there's a lot of area to cover. And you, like, Mm -hmm. swim around, swim around, and then you get into open waters, and it's like, oh, the maps that you can see alone is, like, three times bigger than the space you've been in so far. And there's probably other areas. Yeah, I think... So I had played, like, maybe a half hour or maybe an hour of this game um, prior to uh, 
us playing it for this this show. And I think that's when I stopped. Like, I saw all the options, and I was just paralyzed with indecision, and I was like, nope, this is it. I, I've gotten my fill of this game. Goodbye. <laughs> so, I can see that happening. It is a little daunting when that first yeah. happens, where you're like, oh, holy shit, this game is huge. Yeah, and you have no sense of direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Um, but this time I didn't do that. I played the whole thing. Yeah, we all we good. all beat the game, which is like a first for us with uh, games this long on this podcast. Yeah. I think. No, that's I'm not kidding. true. We all beat um, Brothers: The Tale of Two Sons, which is maybe a little shorter, but not by a whole lot. I think we all beat Hyperlater for two, didn't we? Uh, yeah, maybe that's true. Yeah, okay, yeah. we beat we beat Hyperlater Drifter as well. So um, we, we beat games sometimes. We do beat games sometimes. I was not expecting us to beat this one, though, because it's like like 12 to 14 hours, and I don't know. It, it requires some commitment, but we all managed it. It does. It does require some commitment. <laughs> we, we did all have a little like more time than usual, though, too. So mm-hmm. that's, yeah. that's part of it. Um, so the main mechanic is uh, that you can sing. If you right-click on Naja, you open a set of eight notes in a circle around her and you like draw between those notes to create songs uh, and different songs will change her form so the first song you learn is shield which just like repels uh, projectiles the second song you learn is uh, like um, telekinesis which lets you like pull up rocks and like pull shells off of things and things like that um, and pull up plants from the ground so you can get at their their juicy bits um, and then you learn uh, like like attack form, where you you go into like the the temple of these people called the Crotites, and the Crotite warriors were like this really like warlike race, and like you defeat their ancient god, and you get this power that lets you like shoot um, like little underwater fire projectiles, uh, and that's like your main combat form. Um, and then the game opens up, and you can get uh, a lot of the other forms in different orders. But there's a there's a nature form where you like turn into a tree form. Can you get them in different orders? Yeah, you can. Uh, yeah. You don't have to get. Um, you can get nature form first or beast form. Uh, so so after the oh, open yeah. world, you can go nature form or beast form or fish form next, um, whichever of those you want. I don't know if you even have to get fish form at all. That that might be an optional form. Yeah, I don't think you do. I I did get it, but I didn't get it until much later. Um, so, because I was I was sort of like tooling around trying to find stuff that I had missed. Yeah, there's a lot that. of hidden secrets that you can only get to with fish form, but I think mm-hmm. like it's not actually used in any of the expression. Um, but yeah, so uh, fish form you turn into a little fish and you can travel really fast. Nature form you turn into like a plant person and you can throw little uh, little flowers and giant thorns. Um, beast form you turn into like this kind of pink. Uh, like animal type thing and you can um, go really fast and go against currents and you can also charge through things and bite them and sometimes eat them and if you eat something that throws projectiles then you can throw those projectiles for a bit which is kind of a cute mechanic yeah I didn't I never found it very useful because the projectiles were too hard to control but I I thought it was cute I I basically one time during a boss that you like needed to use his projectile was it the it was a big dude and a small dude. Big oh dude yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude. You're right. That's towards the end. It's the like the mother and father. Uh, oh yeah. 
I forgot about that. Yeah, and that was tough because I'm, I had such a hard time controlling the projectiles that I would usually miss, and then you have to wait until they spawn a new projectile thing that you can eat. Um, but yeah, so, so there's those forms. There's also a light form, which has no combat ability but lets you light up dark places, which is very useful for the abyss. Um, and then... Is there anything else spirit besides form. dual form? Oh, spirit form, right, right. So there's spirit form, you can become intangible and get past, like, hot water vents. Like, there's not really a whole lot of use for spirit form, but it's a... It's a you can use. eat projectiles and get HP. Can you? Yeah, that is true. Wow. I forgot about that. I did not notice that. I guess I didn't spend a lot of time in spirit form, so... Yeah, I almost never used it either. But, um, but yeah, you, you yeah. become like, the, the world pauses and you become like disembodied and you can like travel around a little bit, but you can only go so far from your own body, so like you can't stay in spirit form very long. Also, you can see seahorses. <laughs> yeah, you can see the invisible like seahorse ghost at the Arnasi ruins who's like running a little race. Um, or he's the like pace horse, I guess. Um, and then, so in the final, the final form is that you find uh, you you find a little human at the top of the uh, the veil, and you drown him, sort of. <laughs> and uh, yeah. then he gains the exactly ability to breathe underwater. Um, and you fall in love, and then you gain a towards the end of the game, you gain a form where you can like merge with him into one creature, that like you spin to like change sides of this form. And in one side, you're sort of like a Lee monster. Lee is the, the character. Um, and you can like shoot these projectiles and charge up. And then you switch over to the Naja side. And the Naja side has like a Banshee scream that once it's charged up from Lee's side, it can like um, deal damage to everything on the screen at once, like a massive amount. Which is kind of an interesting, like cool form. But yeah, so you switch back and forth between these forms as you're exploring. You can collect all kinds of materials and drops from uh, from different characters, and there is a like a cooking crafting mechanic. I um, love the cooking; <laughs> it's so good. It's, it is. You you basically no. make a bunch of sushi. So you like uh, you go you get all these materials, and then you sit in a, a kitchen area, and you can uh, you craft sushi and other and other noms, and those are like your expendable items for the game. Those are your heal items and your power-up items and uh, and they're really, they're really, uh, some of them are really funny and kind of fun. Um, and then there's also a collection mechanic on top of that where you can collect like treasures for Naja's house that are just sort of aesthetic. Um, some of them have function, most of them are aesthetic. Uh, and also costumes for Naja that she can wear uh, some of which are aesthetic and some of which give you like actual like stat boosts and, and effects and stuff which are nice. Mm -hmm. um, like there's a crab one that gives you a defense boost and there's a jellyfish one that uh, like automatically gives you regen if you're below 50% health. Um, but they only work when you're not in a form. Yeah, they only work when yeah. you're in standard nausea form and not when you're in another form, which is a little bit annoying. Um, oh, and there's a, there's a sea urchin form too, a sea urchin costume where you can like, oh, yeah. uh, if you bump into things while wearing sea urchin spines, you cause damage to it. <laughs> Which I've accidentally, I, I don't wear it much because I accidentally kill friendlies that way sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, I mostly, like, once I got jellyfish form, I pretty much stuck with that. Which is disappointing because 
all the costumes look pretty dumb, <laughs> and I just I wish I could just wear the default one and still get the effects. Yeah. But. You know. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of think the crab one sort of grew on me after a while. That was the one I mostly wore. Um, it's, it looks silly, but it's, it at least looks like, I don't know, sort of like armor, I guess. Yeah. I mean, there's very few occasions where you're not gonna be in a form. Yeah. Does the, does the passive uh, like crab one not carry over into the other forms? I guess no. it probably doesn't. Yeah. Oh well, um, but yeah. So those are those are the costumes. Um, so that's the game more or less mechanically. Uh, the storyline is, as I said, you you know wake up as this mermaid girl um, and you explore all these different worlds and find like this thread, this common thread they all have of um, like there was a race there, but the like this god that created uh, the this race like was angry and destroyed them all or you know poisoned them or something went horribly wrong and just yeah. generally like nothing nothing sticks around because because you know angry god feels yep and uh you you eventually make your way to like the home of this god and find out that it's like actually this like child who was in the sky city that got hit by meteors which is like a cutscene you see at the very beginning of the game um, and he, like, fell into the water and got merged with some kind of spirit. And he, like, became a god and then tried to create friends because he was lonely. But, like, because they were, you know, like, thinking uh, creatures with free will, they, did, like, wouldn't hang out with him. And so he got Which, angry and like, destroyed them. How shitty of a, a child god does he have to be that none of his creations want to be friends with him? <laughs> like, know, right? man, what a what a jerk. Maybe they, Although, maybe okay. they were like okay with him, but they didn't like worship him, and he he would accept yeah. nothing less than like straight up worship. That sort of is what it seems like. Um, didn't he like try to make a perfect person? Yeah, he was. So it, I don't know. There was some weird Oedipus shit um, <laughs> because he like missed his mom. And his mom, like, always sang... So, actually, this was something I really, really liked. His mom would always, like, sing him this song. They sort of mentioned this. Um, and he he could remember, after he fell into the ocean and became this god, he could remember the melody, but not the lyrics. And he tried... Like, it was, like, tormenting him. And he tried to, like, purge his mind of this song. But it became sort of intertwined with his creations in the ocean. Um... And that's why which, everything is song mechanic based. Yeah, which is which is which is a narrative justification for the singing, and it also is a narrative justification for the fact that the same uh, melodic theme appears in a lot of the soundtrack. Which that would happen anyway because yeah. that that's just a thing that happens in the sound in soundtracks in general. But I thought it was like yeah, and I thought it was pretty use, slick that they justify that theme towards the end of the game. Like that becomes. That snippet of theme becomes the final form that you turn into, which is sort of cool. Yeah. So it, like, all comes for full circle. Yeah, it, like, there was a lot of stuff that I didn't... I didn't know if, like, I... Like, the cutscene at the beginning, and just the fact that there is singing, like, I didn't expect that to be explained. Like, it's the mechanic. Just take it at face value that this is the mechanic. But then when they actually tied it all in, I was like... Dang. Good job. <laughs> like you did it. <laughs> Way to go, so, 
Yeah, really. Yeah, so that's pretty nifty. And so you then meet Lee, and so it turns out like this perfect, this perfect like mother figure that he tried to create um, ended up like giving birth to Naja, like was Naja's mother, um, or creating her. It's not clear like if it, this was actually like a biological thing or like a magic thing. Um, mm-hmm. But it seemed like seems like she's just like a, her biological mother. Um, yeah, and so. She... And then it it sounded like the god wanted Naja to like stay with him and like be his queen or something. Yeah. Um, which is a little incesty. Yeah. Uh, in in some sort of way, but <laughs> some kind of weird you know. magical realism kind of way. Yeah. Uh. Or not so much realism, but magic. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So um, you. You refuse to do his bidding, and you find this and fall in love with this human on the surface, um, Little Mermaid style. Only instead of becoming a human for him, you turn him into a mermaid. I gotta um, say, the whole interactions with Lee is so weird. <laughs> if you leave them, if the, you leave the two of them alone uh, on screen long enough, they cuddle. It's cute, yeah. It's kind of adorable. And, and you can like move them around by singing. Oh, can you? Yeah, if you if you go into sing like you can't move around just like default, but if you go into sing mode, um, whichever whichever direction of the note you push is like the direction oh, that you move. So like how you steer the seahorses. Yeah, it's 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 Pretty Little Mermaid. Yeah, you're not wrong about that. Yeah, so, yeah, <laughs> so you turn him into a mermaid. Um, and he like hangs out with you and like follows you around and helps you fight enemies. He's like a little NPC, which is also what the oh, there's also a pets mechanic. I forgot to mention you can uh, oh, yeah. meet special bosses to unlock little pets that like follow you around and help you fight. Um, mm-hmm. And there's like a there's a piranha. There's a little like weird shooter blob thing. Um, there's uh, a nautilus. Yeah, there's a and, nautilus. Uh... And then there's the Dumbo octopus, which doesn't uh, fight but just like is a little light source. Which is yeah. Kind of cute. Which I I used a lot because sometimes I didn't want my pets to like be fighting things. Yeah. Um, you can also. Turn I used it because off. I didn't want to. Yeah. Change form. Yeah, it's it's useful yeah. in the dark, but I actually I I find the um the light form better than the Dumbo octopus in the uh, yeah. in the abyss because uh, without being in light form you can't see the mini map at all, and yeah. I use the mini map to navigate so much. I didn't until that point. Like, otherwise I would just pull the map up, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, yeah, so there's so there's these little pets, and when you meet Lee, uh, he basically behaves like an additional pet. <laughs> like, he follows you around, and he will fight stuff for you. And you can uh, you can call him to, to you if you, like, lose him for some reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then eventually, like... He gets kidnapped in in a uh, in a pleasing ro- in a pleasing gender role reversal. Um, Lee gets kidnapped uh, towards the end of the game, and you have to go rescue him. And upon rescuing him, you unlock this like dual form. Uh, and then he gets kidnapped again, actually during the final boss fight. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's pretty much a damsel that. in this game. Um, and yeah, so then you go and you like face down this god, and you kill him. You kill God, uh, and then you. Takes a while. And then you, yeah, through many, many forms. Yeah. Um, and then. And you, a Simon says. Yeah, and a Simon Ugh. says puzzle. 
Which is, for me, the, the least annoying part of that boss fight. There's so, like, a lot of that boss fight's really annoying. Um, but yeah, so there's... You do all that, and then you, like, settle down with Lee uh, in the ocean and have, like, a happy family. And then, if you collected all the, like, hidden memories in secret locations in the game, you get, like, an epilogue after the credits um, about how, like, Naja actually meets her mother, and her mother, like steals Naja away and erases her consciousness temp at least temporarily um, and that like uh, Lee and Naja's kid like sets out on an adventure to find his mother um, in, a, in a very like vague to be continued that was never continued yeah there's literally to be continued on the screen and they never mm. got around to making that sequel so whoops yep. whoops yeah. I just think it would have been really cool, though. Like, there were, like, I don't know, Skyworld mechanics and stuff. and Yeah. But alas, it does not exist. Was it? So, the, the ending, like, the epilogue was sort of, like, kind of vague, but was it, is it just me, or was it kind of implied that Naja's mother sort of orchestrated the whole thing for her to, like, kill the god? Because yeah, because her mother impression. erased her memory in the first place, mm-hmm. yeah, and that's right. why she like went out on this quest to find herself. I I'm not entirely sure. I thought like she like unerased her memory to start that quest, but uh, I mean it wouldn't be so hard for like the god to just explain that. <laughs> I'm not sure he knew about it. Yeah, it's it seemed like it it did seem like Naja's mother was like pulling some strings in the background and doing some yeah. really creepy psycho shit. Um, yeah. Yeah, like, like, she... You meet her and you're like, mother! And you, like, hug her and then she, like, goes super creepy. Yeah, like, there's a line where, like, you're explaining, you know, how how you had to fight this god and and Naja says something like, I, like, it was a child. I, like, I killed this child. And Naja's mother just says, like, little boys are trouble. Yeah. <laughs> and just, like, waves it away, like... <laughs> oh, boy. Yep. yep. So. He, she's also not fond of the fact that you fell in love with a human. She's yeah. like, what are humans for? Humans are worthless. Yeah, like, she's, like, like they're they're inferior, like, they're they're below us. Like, whoa! Yeah. Damn! And just like, but I'm a mother now. And her mother's like, psh! motherhood come on Naja. yeah it's i i it would have been interesting if they had made the sequel because that sort of like evil parent dynamic i i've always found kind of compelling yeah she seemed like she would have been a like a really cool really interesting villain yeah but alas yeah so uh, i have a i have like a whole list of uh of of topics that I want to start with, but does anybody does anybody else have like something specific you wanna that you want to? I've written in four places in all caps. <laughs> I've written I hate crafting. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not a bad crafting, and it's nothing against this game. I just don't like the idea of crafting in games. That's fair. Yeah, it's I mean it's tough to get because you kind of. You do need a lot of health items. Like they—they are pretty. Um, like it's—it's it's real tough to get through boss fights without health items, or at least it was for me. 
Um, so to some extent, the crafting requirement is pretty necessary. You do get like drops um, of random food, which is how you actually learn recipes for things. Is every like the first time you get um, that food, then you you learn the recipe. Although you can also just experiment with combining things to find recipes on your own. But there's like a lot of non-viable recipes, so that that uh, wastes a lot of ingredients. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the crafting mechanic is pretty central, so if you don't like crafting, that's that's kind of rough. I learned to love buttered sea loafers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a... Uh, so anytime you make something wrong, it turns into buttered... or it turns into a sea loaf, which is a, like, 0 .01 heal item. It's, like, pretty useless. It's basically garbage. Um, but if you combine it with fish oil, you make a, a buttered sea loaf, which is at least like a regular plus one heal item. It's not yeah. spectacular, but it's at least edible. Yeah. To the point where, like, actually, if you if you combine too many wrong things and make like too many sea loaves, like there will be a little voice clip from Naja going, "Not another sea loaf." <laughs> yeah, that was so cute. Like she is also frustrated by the by the lack of good food. Yeah, um, yeah. When you cook, also it's um, initially you have like two slots, and then you go to your little house, and in in a couple of other places it it unlocks a third slot temporarily while you're in that area, while you're in which a lets you make area. yeah, which lets you make uh you know better items. However, <laughs> there's also a super secret boss. That's a Simon Says boss. Yep. Yeah. That, uh, Can we just all take a minute and say, fuck that boss? You oh, know man. what? I like. So here's the thing. I've watched actually a bunch of people do like Let's Plays, like playthroughs of this game, because I really enjoy this game. And like, it seems like that's kind of a how your brain is wired sort of thing. Because a lot of people have a lot of trouble with that boss. I really don't have a lot of trouble with that boss. I got it second try. Like, it's... I don't know, I think it's just kind of a, like, how your brain works sort of thing. Actually, it's worth asking. Carl, you played, you and I both played with a controller, right? Yeah. Did you, did you do the Simon Says boss with the controller? Yeah. No, you should have done it with a mouse. Yeah. <laughs> I did it with a mouse, like, I, I tried it with the controller um, a bunch of times and it was not working, and then I did it with the mouse and I got it, like, on the second attempt, so. Okay, so this game, it's designed to be able to play with a controller. But that's a lie. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't imagine. I I only went mouse and keyboard, and I can't imagine trying to do the singing with enough precision using a joystick. Like that seems really tough. That's yeah, and that's why like when we found the keyboard shortcuts, there's um there's numerical keyboard shortcuts. So if you hit one, you go to your default form. Two gets you to shooty form. Three gets you to beast form. Uh, so on. Um, yeah, I think actually. And you can just two and you can just push the buttons. Um, but yeah. Yeah, and I know Kylo, you mentioned you don't like doing that because it feels like cheating. Yeah, because like the whole uh, point is that you have to sing these songs. So the fact that you can just hit one button and like auto transform to the form feels totally cheap. Like that feels yes, like it's cheating. Yes, But for us on controllers, it's like imperative. <laughs> so, so that's. I agree with the... It feels like cheating. The game is also, like, designed around the idea of quickly changing forms, mm -hmm. often. Yeah, and that's I, I kind of frustrating when it's slow and hard to 
change forms. Yeah, I did it. Um, I like used it once or twice in like some of the, um, some of the like optional side boss fights. Um, but in general, like in the main part of the game, I just tried to sing the notes real fast, and it's a lot. I assume it's a lot easier to do that with a mouse um, <laughs> to sing the notes than it is uh, on the controller. I learned that after I finished the game. <laughs> oh, poor. That made me kind of upset. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I I felt like. Um... It, it worked okay with the controller, except for, like, those... That specific, like, changing the, uh... The forms thing and, uh, menu, menu navigation also didn't really work for me super well. But other than that, like, I... I, I yeah, felt pretty the, good with the controller. The, how does the movement feel on the controller? Because I imagine it might, it, that might feel better. Yeah, no, it feels, it feels great. Um, feels great. Yeah. And... And um, projectiles feel nice too because you've got a couple options. I think, like, there's like a couple of face buttons and I think shoulder buttons also, um, which gives you some versatility there. Yeah, I would maybe I have done mostly... projectiles more if I could have used shoulder buttons to to do projectiles. Yeah, because gosh, I like combat in this game is not super varied um, and I basically at all times was constantly spamming projectiles yeah from fire form right yeah um, it's you know. interesting that you spend the entire game not getting really any stronger yeah yeah the only yeah. real like upgrades are like throughout the world you can find these like little eggs that contain health up- upgrades that like permanently increase your max health but other than that, like, you learn new forms, but you don't get any stat increases or anything. Yeah. And Which, the new forms isn't really better for combat. Yeah, no, they yeah. all the all the new forms do, for the most part, is let you travel to new areas. Mm-hmm. And, like, explore, explore new, like, hidden things and stuff like that. Um... Yeah, uh, well, I mean, and, like, fish form lets you, is, like, a fast travel form. So you can uh, you can just move around a lot faster and like revisit places quicker. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess there's also like an actual fast travel thing, which is like the big sea turtles. Like there's a bunch of giant sea turtles throughout the world, and if you find those, then you can go like teleport from one to another. Yeah, that was. <laughs> I felt like the the distribution of the sea turtles was a little a little weird. Like, in some places they spelt, they felt extremely sparse, but then, like, here's two sea turtles right next to each other in the same map in the Vale. Like, man, why can't you just move one of those into, like, open water? Maybe yeah. that would be sick. Yeah. Like, um, I know, Kyla, we, we had this conversation where um, t- to fight this super secret Simon Says boss, uh, you go, like, into a, like, a hidden tunnel in the seahorse ruins, and there's a sea turtle there. And we are, we both had the same reaction, which was, ah, sick! Another fast travel point! And then we got to the boss, and we're both disappointed that it was not a fast travel point. Yeah, it's a, it's a special sea turtle that only goes to one location, which is, like, the location of this hidden boss. And we were both like, oh, man, I was, like, really looking forward to being able to fast travel to this spot. Yeah, because... Uh, the the seahorse place especially is like it's kind of out of the way. Um, yeah, and it's I mean it's 
Um, but it's like centrally located vertically. So like it's mm -hmm. a good spot to go to if you like need to go to somewhere towards the middle of the map. Um, yeah. Or like to get to the Arnasi ruins at all, really. Mm -hmm. Because the Arnasi so. ruins are not that close to anything else. Yeah, it's... Uh, I mean, traveling the map isn't... It isn't that long, really. Yeah, and there's always, like... The nice thing about the map is that, that uh, there's, like, always a bunch of stuff to do on your way there. Even if it's just, like, I'm going to kill a bunch of things so that I can collect cooking ingredients. Mm -hmm. um, which, it, given that, like, you're, this is supposed to be about, like... I don't know, you, like, bringing harmony to the ocean or whatever, you do a lot of killing innocent, harmless fish. It's, yeah. it's like, surprisingly fun to just murder entire schools of fish. You know, I actually Gotta get thought... them fish oils. <laughs> yeah. Um, I actually thought that that was gonna be sort of a narrative thing. Because um, after you fight the Crow-type boss, you get... Um, you get sort of a cutscene about how they're so warlike, and they went around the sea, like, killing other races... And uh, when you're in, in fireball form, or energy form, whatever it's called, uh, it, occasionally you'll get a little soundbite of Naja just, like, laughing quietly to herself yeah, as if, you murder tons of fish. Yeah, if you, so if I, you like, spa it's, if you spam the uh, the shot, like, enough, fast enough, she, like, laughs evilly. So, I mean, like, you, you get, a, like, a dialogue line that says, like, you should start liking killing stuff. Yeah, that too. Um, so I like I would have sworn up and down that that was gonna be like um, an end game modifier. Like, how many fish did you kill? <laughs> like, you you fucked it up now, and like you'd get you know bad end. Naja's the evil queen of a dead sea or something. Um, but no, and I was I was a little no disappointed that that didn't happen. But yeah, no consequences for your murder sprees. And it's it's also sort of implied that like the fish aren't like a lot of the fish aren't necessarily like sapient. Yeah. They're just they're just fish because after you turn Lee into a sort of merman, there's also a little cutscene where he like comes back to you with a with a raw fish and he's and she's like it it seems like I have given him my appetite for like the the fruit of the sea or whatever she fucking says yeah um so yeah. I guess I didn't I didn't feel quite as bad about it when it's like oh they're just food Lee like a cat returns with the with his kill <laughs> yeah you're like good boy you brought me food there's yeah. a, there's one item you can make uh called berry ice cream which is if you combine a red berry with any ice cream um. Mm -hmm that if you eat it, uh, when you have Lee, like, he and Naja share it. Oh, that's cute! And, uh, I didn't... I didn't, I didn't, I didn't actually like, watch the cutscene this time, but I remember that from last time. I was like, oh yeah, berry ice cream, that's the one that they, like, eat together. Oh. Yeah, I, um... I, I found most of the ice creams to be, like, not super useful. Yeah. Because, I don't know, it felt like they, they, they all required an ice chunk. Which you had to go to the ice veil to get, and most of them didn't do anything unique mm -hmm. that you couldn't get from another food item. So I, um, I yeah, just ignored that. There was like one that like ups your light radius. Oh yeah. Like, okay, but like the light radius is fine. You don't really need it to be up that much. Mm-hmm. 
unless you're facing the final boss. Yeah. And yeah, there's a part where you like chase him around this dark cavern. He has so many forms. Oh my god. Uh, there's like you fight him on the throne and then like he like takes off his face and grows tentacles and kidnaps Lee. Uh, and then you fight his like face vortex tentacle form, and then he like you kill that, and then he becomes like a giant crab beast and crawls down these dark tunnels, and then you like kill that, and he becomes like a floating baby thing that makes you play Simon Says. Yep. And then he teleports you to an alternate dimension where he's an enormous like cyborg beast thing, and then you have to like knock off his face and then blind his eye and then rip out his eye. And then, like, shoot him in the belly while avoiding his giant lasers. Yeah, it... Man, say what you want about that boss fight, but some of those forms are fucking cool looking. <laughs> yeah. Um, I really wanted a save point, because I died trying to do something that... Uh, like, I'm trying to absorb his projectiles on the final boss to get yeah, HP. That one... That one was and annoying. I died, and I had to play, like, seven forms over again. Yeah, that's... Like, they really need to, at the very least, when you get to that, like, alternate dimension space, they really need to, like, restart you there. And, like, I get why they don't, because they don't... Like, if you don't have enough healing items at the start of that, they want you to be able to, like, go back and, like, make enough items or whatever. But... Like, you have save points for that. Just, like, just let me retry from this point without going through the entire, like, chasing a crab down dark fucking tunnels thing again. Uh, yeah, I hated... That's the I hated that thing. Is, there's never a point where the game actually saves for you. Yeah. Or it keeps no. any information Yeah, if you, you If you forget to save when you hit a save point and you die, you're fucked. Like, there's no checkpoints... Yep. There's none of that. You go back to your last save, and if the, your last save was three hours ago, whoops, too bad. Have fun. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, yeah. I. I mean, I saved at every single save crystal I ever saw uh, as I was mm-hmm. passing it. But like, that's just me in in RPG type games. Like, I I compulsively save. So. Yeah. Compulsively save. Rotate your saves. Yep. 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 Two save files. Save in alternate ones. <laughs> Oh man, I used every save file. Yeah. <laughs> Which wasn't even like I never I never had a point where I needed to back up to a previous save. Um But you easily easily could. I could see getting yeah. to a point where you're like, Ugh, I don't wanna have to backtrack all the way this far so I can like make more soup or whatever. Yeah. I love that the soups are in little tiny bubbles, by the way. <laughs> that just like yeah. makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Um soup bubble, bubble of soup. Um, Why is there even soup? Why do you soup make is soup? Delicious. Why is like soup the only thing you make? You can make pierogies and, and sushi, sushi rolls. Yeah, sushi rolls, pierogies, um, ice cream, ice cream. There's there's like like the little cakes, sea cakes. Yep. I made a lot of sea cakes. Yeah, veggie cakes, man. Veggie cakes, veggie for, cakes sure. for the region. Veggie cakes. Veggie yeah. cakes and uh, tough cakes. Ooh yeah. Yeah. Plus de- plus on defense, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is which is a veggie cake plus rubbery or uh, a sea cake plus rubbery meat. <laughs> yep. Except. Which you get from like octopuses and squids, octopodes, excuse me, yep. and squids. Yep. Um, man, the the octopus are hard to kill though. Yeah. That. Mm. 
Yeah, so, some of the like random enemies were surprisingly like, uh, like those sea dragons resilient. in the, in the uh, yeah. kelp forest. Like they they take so many hits. And they and they shoot like seven projectiles every like you know ten seconds. They just keep popping them off at you. I was really surprised when I ran across that. I was like. Did I trigger a boss fight? But no. Yeah, they also give you one of the most like valuable drops in the game about ten percent of the time, which is the special bulbs which you need to oh, yeah. for cane poultices. God, those are those are super useful. Yeah, which is a full heal item. So, yeah, um, there's this game can be kind of like punishing in certain ways. Like it's not a very <laughs> It's, it's, you know, it's not like it's super hard. It's not like Hyperlight Drifter where, like, the challenges are clearly intended to be, like, super precise. But it's, like, mm-hmm. not holding your hand mechanically. Like, if you didn't save, then sorry. And, like, if you're, you know, if you're not prepared to, like, move at the correct pace, like, fighting enemies, then sorry. You're just going to get, like, a whole horde of enemies following you. Yeah. Or if you if you don't, like remember all of the forms that you have, you're just gonna spend a bunch of time like beating away on a boss, mm-hmm. not knowing how to damage it because you're not you're not like in the correct form, you're not doing the correct thing. Um Yeah. While while Hyperlight Drifter was difficult, I always felt like I had full control in Hyperlight. Mm-hmm. But in this game it's sort of the reverse. <laughs> it was often the hard part was when I like lost control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it can be tough. If you if you let it, the game will kind of get away from you and become, like, a little too chaotic to keep track of, and, like, that usually results in your death. Mm-hmm. Um, there was also... There, I also had some trouble occasionally in a number of the maps telling what was foreground and what was background. Yeah. So yeah. I would do a lot of stuff where I'd, like, think I was just going to swim over something and, like, bump into it and go, like, oh... Like, that was in the foreground, whoops. Um, or, yeah, like, I, I ran into that a lot as well. Or, like, oh, actually, like, you can just swim past this part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it... There were some places where that was worse than, than other places, but um, I definitely had the same issue. Um, especially with stuff like, you know, when you have um, platforms that are sort of, like, mushroom-shaped. Yeah, yeah. The, like, I was where thinking, got... like, the giant mushrooms with, like, the big, long stems at the bottom, where you can, like, see yeah. through the stem, but not the cap, for some reason. Yeah, which which sort of makes sense. Yeah. But it also is not super well conveyed. And there were there were parts, like, in, um, in the body where it was really difficult to tell if this is foreground or background, mm-hmm. um, unless you're really looking. Like, there were, there were, there are some visual, you know, clues that indicate it but if you're if you're running away from enemies or like chasing uh, a crab crab man through the dark uh, you don't always have time to sit and decode uh, every every little visual yeah every pixel input you have yeah yeah I remember I was trying to walk like swim over one of those and I ended up going into a house and I like <laughs> oh this is a house yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, in, like, Mythala, yeah, there's, like, all these buildings that don't have roofs that you can go into, but, like, it's super not well communicated. <laughs> I think they try and hint it by making, like, bubbles rise up uh, out of some of them. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. And, and of course, I accidentally went into one of those houses 
after swimming around the entire loop of that map. Yep, and then you're like, shit, now I have to go through the entire thing again. (laughs) Yep, which, you know, there's some good stuff there. Um, Yeah, there's like the uh, uh, psycho mushrooms. Yeah. In one of those houses. Which you can use to make rainbow suits. You can use those um, in in like a regular healing recipe too. Which was actually, I think it was a pretty good one. Um, yeah, you're right. There, yeah, there was something I ended up making a bunch of at the end that I used mushrooms for. It was like this, like this, the soup of longevity soup or, of life long or life. Something, yeah. 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 Oh yeah, long life soup is yeah. That's like um, it's like a mushroom and a tentacle and a a, a hot soup or a hearty soup or something. Yeah. And it gives you a like soup, I think. it's like plus one health and plus one regen at the same time. Which yeah. Is nice. Mm-hmm. Tentacles are also hard to get a, a hold of because they're only dropped by squids and octopuses, which are tough to uh, tough to fight. Tough they're to... tough to fight, and and they don't spawn. They they spawn in like a few yeah, there aren't really specific many of them. spots. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a lot of I did a lot of uh, ingredient farming towards the very end. So I was fighting a lot of sea dragons to get special bulbs, and like going back to that one octopus in the home area. And yeah, like yeah. killing it over and over again with the uh, with the like Lee Naja dual form. Yeah. Because like one scream will instantly kill it, so it can't. the The other problem is that like if you don't, if you're not very good at dodging them, they can ink you, and then you like lose visibility, and you can lose track of where they went. And the octopus in particular can like camouflage itself on the background and be mm-hmm. very very difficult to spot if you lose it. Yeah. It's... Yeah, I ended up finding like. It was near the end, there was like some drops right by a save point, so I like exited the game and went back in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does seem like they, they intentionally put some farming like things in, where it's like, let's put a save point right outside where this thing spawns, so you can just spawn it over and over and over. Or like, you know, like leave under one screen, save, come back, kill the thing, leave to the screen, save, come back, kill the thing. Etc. Etc. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I did a lot of farming towards the end too. Um, like I I ended up with like like five or six of those cakes that you need the rook egg for. Oh, um, like climbing all the way up that that fucking cliffside to kill a bird. <laughs> um, many times, and I barely I barely used any of those healing items. Like. How many felt, places is there where you can get rook eggs? I think uh, just two. Or oh, there two? There's yeah, there's the one, and then there's another one. Um, one you jump from bubbles. From yeah, from there's another one. Oh. It's like a similar thing outside of the um the the turtle cave, <laughs> where there's that big shaft going upwards, mm-hmm. and you get like, I don't know, whichever costume it is up there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's that's also you, there's the also a rook. Yeah, that's a sea urchin. Um, there's there's also a rook. Um, over there. Okay. Somewhere on one of the walls. Yeah. I found it by accident. <laughs> yeah, I found it by accident because I kept I kept falling out of the fucking bubbles. <laughs> like that's a that's a really cool concept, but man, is it frustrating to do that kind of yeah. like. Out, out I have over. never ever before gotten this angry about bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so the mechanic in question is. Um, when you get to the veil and you can leap out of the water, like, Naja can do, like, 
pretty spectacular, like, huge leaps out of the water with her, like, powerful, kicky legs. Especially um, if you use the plant form exploit. <laughs> well, yeah, but, it, like, especially in beast form, or if you use the plant form exploit where you, like, throw a thorn right under yourself and then it just hurls you across the map. Uh, but yep. that's that one's actually broken. The beast form one is intentional. Um, but so as part of this, like, there's some areas... You, you have a limited ability to wall hop, because when you... Um, when you, like, run into a wall at full speed, you cling to it for a little bit. And underwater, you just, like, cling to the wall because you're underwater. Um, but above water, you, like, hold on to it for a little bit before gravity takes you. So if you, like, hop back and forth really quick, you can um, hop up these corridors, like cave areas and stuff. Mm -hmm. So they put a couple puzzles in the game where you have to, like, hop out of water uh, and go really high up um, to find secret things. And sometimes... That part of that is aided by the fact that there's these giant floating bubbles of water in midair that you can then swim in. So if you like hop your way out of the air and up to the bubble, then you're like back in water again. But if you get near the edge of the bubble, you get like pretty forcefully expelled from the bubble. Yeah. So it can it can be tough to stay in. But yeah, one of uh, one of Naja's memories is hidden in an area like where in the in the light temple, you have to do a hopping puzzle that involves like these turning gears in the temple, and it's so hard. It's probably like for me that was the hardest thing in the game. Yeah, I spent I spent a good thirty to forty minutes just like banging my head against that, and I I hadn't heard about the um the plant form exploit at that point, but I feel like that would have helped me a lot. <laughs> um, to just sort of bypass that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that was really frustrating, um, and I, I sort of worth it a little bit. I mean, it gets you the it gets you the epilogue ending, which makes you feel like you've completed something. Which is and it nice. gets you it gets you the cute memory where like you're up at the surface and you're you're you see a boat and Lee is in the boat and you like make eyes at each other or something. Yeah. Um, also, speaking of things that happen when you um, get out of water slash into the veil. Did anyone else accidentally murder a lot of monkeys? <laughs> when you say accidentally... Um, <laughs> yeah, well, that, accidentally. That felt so bad because they don't die when you shoot them. They fall into the water and, and fucking drown. Yep, they float to the, oh, on the surface. Oh, God! <laughs> yeah, oh. all the fish, like, disappear in a little flash of light and, like, drop their, you know, fish oil or fish meat or whatever. Not so much the monkeys. The monkeys just fall into the water and drown. <laughs> And also in that area, there are some parrots flying around above the water. And if you hit them with a charge, like a charge blast, <laughs> they explode into like a puff of feathers. <laughs> yep. Um, apparently, that was cool. based on the fact that there is an achievement for doing this, it is apparently possible to also eat parrots while in beast form if you jump oh, at the right time. Shit. Which I never now, actually tried to do, but uh, is probably hilarious. I never considered that, but that does sound hilarious. Like, it's fine when they explode into a cloud of feathers. Not so fine when I have to watch them drown. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's a little bit it's a little bit more real than <laughs> a lot of the other things in the game. Um So I was going going back to the like um some of the the slight like frustrations with um like the controls and things. I think there's also like, some of the puzzles are a little bit too obtuse. 
Like, there's mm-hmm. definitely some stuff that I fact and don't feel guilty for facking. I agree. Yep. Um, in particular, for me, uh, I know I didn't need to fact it this time because I still remembered it from having to fact it last time. Um, but there's a part in the uh, in the the light temple where you have to like spin to rotate some gears, and there's like, or is that the one they do they tutorial that one? They tutorial that part. The one I'm thinking of is the one where you have to like use the pull thing to like move the gem chest around. Yeah. Yeah, that one was, um... Yeah, there's, like, a floating gem, and you have to move it from from one end of the temple to the other by, like, raising and lowering the water level strategically to get it into a beam of sunlight, which then gives you sunlight form. Mm-hmm. Um, I had and no that... problem with that part, but I did have a problem with the spinny part that was even tutorialized. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was really difficult to control. I found myself, like getting too far away from the thing that you have to spin to activate and having to like move back over and then it would stop spinning and I would have so, to just like uh, repeat that process so again mouse and keyboard yeah, yeah so mouse and keyboard uh there's even a shortcut for it if you hold down R she just rolls automatically oh that's cool that's good to know <laughs> um yeah which I I shamelessly used that one also rolling in generally in the game um attracts drops to you which I'd yeah. sort of forgotten about mm-hmm. was being a thing. Whoa. Is this a thing? Yeah, if you roll, like, yep. drops, like, are drawn in towards you. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of useful. Yeah. If you, like, if you if you mass pop a bunch of fish and then you want to catch the oil before it hits the ground and you have to swim all the way for it. Or, or before the fucking grouper eats it. God yeah. Damn grouper. <laughs> There's a grouper in your home water that will, like, try and snipe out any, like, falling ingredients and eat them before you can get them. You can kill him, right? Yeah, think, you can. I think if I killed him. I think I killed him. If you hit him enough, he, uh, he, like, shrinks yeah. and then dies. Yeah, he's pretty pretty tough. And you don't get anything for killing him, but yeah. it feels pretty nice. Yeah, because he's an feels asshole. feels pretty satisfying. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that, in fact, I also fact um, the... Uh, the, in the end boss, the part where you have to pull out his eye. Yeah. Like, I remembered that you have to blind him, even though that, like, wasn't super well telegraphed. Um, yeah, I, I had to fact... Like, I didn't I didn't know what the fuck that was. Yeah. Um, that So, like, that one's super not well telegraphed, and then, like, it's not super clear when that phase has ended, because the eye is darker, but, like, all mm-hmm. it just stops taking damage, but because it's hard to tell when it takes damage in the first place, it's it's hard to tell that it has stopped taking damage. And then yeah. you have to like rip it out and like that was sort of like not at all like easy to figure out. Yeah, th- there were there were like I thought the boss fights in general were pretty cool and pretty creative, um and and a good break, like a good strategic break from just spam spam firebolts. Yeah. But a lot of the stuff sort of could have been telegraphed a little better. I know in... I think it was the Beast Form boss, where it, it spawns those little, like, swimmy mutant guys, mm-hmm. and you have to lure them into a cloud of poison in order to turn them into poison mutants, and then trick him into eating the poison mutants. Mm-hmm. Um, which 
maybe they like explained it and I just missed it or they didn't you know I didn't see it you can yeah it's something you can encounter in the environment earlier if you spend time looking at those things which you almost never do never do yeah because I had no I had no clue that they um that they would transform into poison guys yeah I thought they were just happen in the area where you like pick up the crest for the first time Oh, yeah, see, and in that case, I was so focused on the crest and getting the fuck out of there <laughs> that I just did not see that. Yeah. So, um, what else? I feel like there was another one. That... Uh, well, so I didn't end up having to look this up, but I wouldn't have felt bad if I did, which is, like, sitting on the throne to get the door to open in the oh, same castle. I... So, I did look that up. I knew that that was what I had to do, but I didn't know that there was, like, an interact. Mm. Um. Like, I thought that if you just sort of swam over to it, it would do it automatically. Yeah. Um, but you have to, like, actually hit a button which causes you to actually sit on the throne. Um, which, that actually is the reason why I found Nature Form before Beast Form. <laughs> because I did the crest thing, and I tried to make the, the throne work, and it wouldn't work. So I was like, I guess I'll go somewhere else. Um, and then, you know, then I found another boss. boss first. Yeah, I found another boss and was super surprised. I was like, oh shit, there's a boss here. <laughs> um, so I, I also went... got the nature form first because uh-huh. of stupid reasons. <laughs> yep. So I saw this, like, this uh, thing where I needed the beast form to get through. Mm-hmm. And there was another passage above that mm-hmm. went the other way. And I wasn't paying attention. I thought that was that went the same way and I couldn't get uh-huh. in there. Yeah. So I basically thought that I couldn't. I needed the beast form to get the beast form, which <laughs> slowed me down a couple of hours. <laughs> yeah. It's like, but I need to get past those currents. It's like, oh wait, no, there's another entrance. I will say that, like, even when, even when you get delayed by something like that, by you know thinking that you need something else to progress, or just by not knowing how to, how to push the button to make the puzzle go. Uh, even when you end up sort of going somewhere else, it doesn't feel bad because there's so much, there's so, the map is so big. Like, there's just so much shit. It's like, well, I guess I'll go explore over here. It's not like I'm not getting new content, you know? So, so. And you can mark the stuff on the map. Oh my God. My favorite feature. I did not. Yeah, I did not realize that until, until you mentioned it. The only problem with that feature is that you can only have two colors. Yeah, um, but yeah. So there's a, but you can you can label them, uh, which is nice. Yeah, but I want them to make like every current is yellow. Yeah. And, like. Yeah. Every mm-hmm. and every like flower thing is green, and every yeah, um, every soul point is blue. Um, yeah. So there's a feature where when you go onto the mini map, there's like these two little markers, and if you click on one, it spawns a new marker of that color on the map, and you can label it with text, and then you can mark the mini map so you can come back to things. Which, holy crap, why doesn't every game with a mini map do that? Yeah, that kind of stuff. Like, like especially in a Metroidvania where you like encounter areas where you're like, I know I'll need to come back here with a power I don't have yet. Um, so in most Metroidvania games, the map actually does this automatically. No, does it for you? I guess, yeah, that, I guess that is true. It just it sort of reminds me of um, like the the DS Zelda games where you like yes, yes, physically yes. write things on your map. I love that so much. Yeah, I took 
God, I took the most the most detailed like notes all over my map in Phantom Hourglass. I Did you do the most detailed map of Dolphin Island? Probably. It's or been Whale a, Island, maybe. It's been a long time since I played that, but man, I I really liked that game. It was a good one. I I stopped playing that game because I got frustrated with having to run the same Hourglass Temple over and over and over every time. Um, yeah, that does kind of suck, but it's not as bad as Spirit Tracks. <laughs> yeah, it's not as bad as Spirit Tracks Temple. Yeah. They made Tracks it worse. Is that yeah, uh, is that from Wind Waker or is that? Spirit Tracks is the 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 other uh, DS one where oh, you're on a train. Oh, I, see. Of... I forgot that God. that existed. Yeah, it's that's fine. <laughs> Anyway, That's okay. Anyway, that you on this game, you can, like, leave markers on your map. Yeah. Which is which is super helpful, and I used that a lot. And then it was nice, because then I could, like, erase the markers when I had gone back and done the thing. So it was like, yeah, now I have a way of, like, also making a checklist, more or less. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that was cool. Uh... So yes, that was a that was a thing that I loved about this game. Um, another one of just like my favorite things. I love leaping out of the water, like climbing aside, yep. which I actually kind of enjoy climbing. Just like swimming along the surface of the veil and like repeatedly jumping, is like feels so good. It really does. You just you, yeah, you gave me an echo the dolphin flashbacks. <laughs> yeah, you just <laughs> you just feel like a free, beautiful animal. Mm-hmm. That was one of my um, I have like notes here of like my like moments of real emotion. So like when I played this the first time, I had moments of like, oh my god, these mechanics are actually making me feel things. And one of the things was like the first time I jumped out of the water, and they like put you in slow motion, and like you're just like jumping, and they like zoom in, and I'm like. This is a moment of, like, pure joy. I feel so good about this right now. Yeah, that was... Yeah, that that was a pretty, like, pretty great reveal. Um, and it's pretty telegraphed by, like, the shape of the map. <laughs> but still, it's like, oh. This is... I Like, I wasn't expecting anything like that when I started this game, you know? I wasn't expecting to, like, get to the surface of the water to be able to leave the water. Mm-hmm. So. No, I, it was really unexpected, and it's it's a kind of ballsy move to have a big overwater segment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially since especially since the controls are like not not optimized for um uh, out of water <laughs> movement. Yeah. Um, with the mouse, it's actually like I think it's pretty fun to do the wall jumping stuff. I imagine it's probably less fun with the controller. It's it's I, actually. I didn't mind it. Yeah, yeah it, the wall jumping isn't so bad. It's when you're trying to like, to to land on like a target on a mm-hmm. relatively flat surface. Like, yeah. the the platforming in the the light temple was just a nightmare. Um, Luckily, that because, segment is optional. But yeah, yeah, yeah. moving slightly to the left or right is a pain. Yeah, yeah. You just you just can't. Yeah, like, it's optimized for aim. like big sweeping movements, so like little precise adjustments are hard. Uh, yeah, like um, like when this happened to me a number of times, um, getting the rook eggs. You you shoot the bird until it flies away and it drops an egg, and the egg drops into a nest, which is like it's obscured by the nest. Mm-hmm. So not only do you have to like 
position yourself in such a way that you can pick it up, but you also can't see it. So trying to pick up the egg without being able to see it, and while not being able to make those fine movements above water... And not falling off the edge of the cliff. And not falling off the edge of the cliff. Real bad. I I, I had to do that, that, you know, whole sequence where you climb all the way up to the top and kill the bird, like, way more times than I got eggs, because eventually the egg would just despawn. Yeah. Uh, and I and I would not be able to um to get it. You know. That's okay. It was it was worth all of those healing items that I didn't use. <laughs> yep. Yep. And if you end up doing the uh the light temple skip exploit, um you need to do that anyway. Uh because you have to climb up there and then land on a precise point and then launch yourself across the top of the map with a thorn. Which we uh, we totally found a, a video of a the like world record speed run, uh, wherein the player does that, and it's, it's kind of hilarious and amazing to watch. It is. Gosh, it's so cool. You get, you get so much air. <laughs> yep. Ding. Um. So the other the other like moment of like actual honest to god emotion I had was of terror, um, because the first time I played this game, um, I found the abyss before I found the veil. Uh, mm-hmm. And in the abyss, Naja, so you get to the abyss and Naja says, it would take a great deal of courage to proceed without a source of light. And I thought, I have courage, I can do that. Um, <laughs> like, I didn't realize that that was a hint prompting me that like I would get a light item later on. I thought that was like a challenge. <laughs> and so I'm like, cool, I guess this is the next area. And I went into the abyss and I got lost in the abyss. Oh with no. no light source. Um, and when you're in the abyss, the mini-map turns off. The mini-map turns off, and and you can't access, like, the full-size map. Yeah. Um, so I was, like, just lost and had to guide myself with, like, the few small bioluminescent animals that they put in different screens, and I couldn't tell where I was, and I couldn't tell when I was, like, wandering around in circles, and I just wandered down there lost, like, convinced that, um, because, like, the last save I had was, like, way, way earlier. Like, it w- I would have had to go back, like, lose a ton of progress, I think including a lot of stuff. Uh, um, oh, no. So, like, I couldn't, I didn't want to just reload a save, and I just, I just wandered, and I was so scared, and I was, like, convinced that I was, like, going to lose a ton of progress. I, I must have been down there for, like, maybe an hour wandering in the blackness, and then I stumbled onto the goddamn sea turtle that's down there. And I'm like, oh, oh thank god! A turtle! Get me the fuck out of this place! That's a really, that's a really good story. Yeah. It's and really kind of... impressive getting there, because yeah. there's a lot of spikes. Yeah, you have to, like, yeah. very carefully navigate the spike walls, but it's, like, just dim enough that if you look real close you can see where they are. So, like, it lulled me into a false sense of security before taking me to the part where, like, parts of it were actually pitch black. Yeah. I, um... You can't even see yourself in some of those areas. Yeah. It just black, straight up blacks out your screen. It's pretty brutal. Like, I guess I I was reading something, and, like, you you can use the bind song to pick up, like, glowing creatures and carry them with you, but... Oh, that would have. I don't been, know. I don't know good. how you like. I don't know if if it works on those, 
a lot of those creatures specifically. Well, there's but... little glowing jellyfish, and I bet it would work on those. Um, but yeah, you probably I, I can't carry those. them from like map area to map area. That's probably true. But I would like I would like find a bottom of a map area where there's like some glowing kelp or something, and just hang out there for a while, not exploring, just to like get my courage back up. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I need to decompress from this for a little bit. Yeah. So that was, like, a terrifying experience, but very, like, a very cool experience. Like, I really, yeah. like, it was sort of the intended, like, the abyss is a scary place. Like, you don't want to go down there without a light because it's dangerous and there's stuff lurking in the dark that will just straight up fucking kill you. Yeah. Do you like, think I... you would have saved if you found a save point? You know what? I'm trying to remember now if it wasn't if I had actually if the save point was far enough back, or if I had wandered into a save point early and like overwritten my file so I had only had a save in the abyss. That might have, oh. that might have been what happened to me. I can't really remember now because this was the first time I played it, which was a long time ago. Yeah. But I yeah, that would be pretty terrifying. I surprisingly remembered a lot of things from the first time I played this, like. I knew where, like, every single secret was that I had found last time. Um, for some, somehow, like, this game just, like, really stuck itself in my mind, and I'm like, yep, there's a thing over behind this wall, and there's a thing that I'll need a light for over here, and there's, like, a there's a secret passage this way, and... <laughs> Damn, that's, that's impressive, because there's a lot. There's a lot of secrets yeah. and a lot of, like, hidden shit. Yeah, there's some stuff <laughs> I still didn't find. I think I was missing, like, five treasures still at the end of the game. Yeah, I but. think I think I found all of the treasures. Some of them, like some of them I did end up packing. But I found I had all of the treasures. The only things I didn't get was the fucking armor you get from the seahorse race, because fuck that, I'm not doing a racing minigame. Um and and the piranha pet, because I tried to fight that boss and promptly got my ass handed to me and decided I didn't feel like uh <coughs> dealing with that. It's useful to have Lee already in that fight, um, because Lee can deal some damage while you're, like, running around, um, and to have yeah. one of the pets that deals damage as well. Um, but yeah, yeah no, I did get the piranha eventually. Um, I got the seahorse one, I think, by eating a hot soup, which increases your speed, um, or a couple hot mm. soups. I know you can also get the race thing by cheating a little bit, by uh, using spirit form to skip sections of the races. Of the yeah, races. but that's, like, that's weird, because you have to... Because there are, like, two crystals on the map, and you have to know exactly where to change into spirit form mm -hmm. so that you're, like, the right distance away from it yeah. without, I don't know. So, yeah. I didn't I didn't bother with that. Yeah, I got the, I got the one, I got the time required to get the seahorse costume. Um, there's another shorter time that gets you an achievement, um, and I'm not sure if that yeah. also unlocks something else. But I didn't bother with uh, that one, because that seemed like overkill. Is that yeah. the thing that makes you ride seahorses? Ride seahorses better. Like you can automatically ride seahorses. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. But it like improves your seahorse riding, which was not something I ever did anyway. So. No, I yeah. never. Uh, I I did yeah, it once. I got the fastest time by like going fish and soup. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I. I rode a seahorse once. Well, once I read that you could do that, mm -hmm. um, just to see what it was all about, and then was not impressed, so that I never did it again. Yep. Yeah, it's, like, not that easy to control, and it's not a whole ton faster than just moving on your own, so... Yeah. 
it seems like not even if you watch the speed runs, they don't use the seahorses. They use fish form. Um, yeah. So like it can't be that much of a time save. Yeah, I mean if if the speedrunners do it don't do it, then it can't be efficient at all. Yeah. Like it's a little bit like it's a sort of a fun thing to try once, but it's not like a it's not a thing you would want to do repeatedly in the game. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, Alright, what else? Are, are we are we covering our bases? Uh, let's see, I still have like I think one or two other notes. Um Cool. What did you guys think of the the music? Because I, I found myself, like, I didn't think of it as, like, a super catchy melody, but then I found myself, like, humming it later. Yeah, it's... I, I wouldn't say that it was super catchy, but it it was good music. Like, it, it felt... It felt appropriate, always. Like, and... and um, there were, like, sort of subtly different themes, depending on, you know, what, what set of maps you're in. Um, and it... It was nice. Like it, it didn't. It didn't feel like video game music, sort of. You know, yeah. some games sort of do. Um, it was just like, oh, this is like kind of a pretty melodic ambient soundtrack. I'm into this. Yeah. I really like the sort of the boss music. Mm-hmm. The the, mm-hmm. the open area sort of felt a bit samey after a while. Yeah. And and you know I, I I guess like we did mention that how it it, it is sort of samey because it uses you know a, a theme mm-hmm. that that sort of repeats. Um, I do remember the music in in the body like when uh, I don't remember. I feel like it kicks in like at a specific point in the body, like right before you go fight the boss. Mm-hmm. Um, like I think it's the second time Lee gets kidnapped. Um, and like it's Naja's like I'm I'm pissed off. I've had all I can stands and I can't stands no more. And the music gets like really fucking hype. Oh, and at that yeah, point, yeah, I that's was the, like, the first time Lee gets kidnapped. Okay, okay, yeah. And at that point, I was like, that's this is a little goofy, but <laughs> yeah. it's 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 still appropriate, you know. Yeah. So yeah, she's like, yeah. fuck you. You're not taking my boyfriend from me. Yeah, she gets real mad about it. Yep. I like Naja as a character. Like, uh, yeah, she's you know she's it's a little bit like I don't know blank slate corny sometimes. Oh, I guess. yeah. Um, but for the most part, you know, like I enjoyed the writing well enough in the game. Um, the story's about as good as it needs to be. It's nothing like spectacular, um, mm-hmm. but it's it's very serviceable and it it melds in well with like we were saying like they they you know. They bother to explain things that they are really not under any obligation to explain. <laughs> yeah. Which is kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, it it serves as a justification for, like, why you're exploring this vast environment. And that's all it really needs to do. Yeah. And it goes, it goes, you know, one better than that. Just by making a, a sort of weird, unexpected um, ending with, you know, um, the child is now a god. <laughs> yeah. I guess. Kill it. <laughs> yep. What did you guys think of the ending? Was that, like... <clears throat> I mean, like... I don't know, weird epilogue aside, was the was it satisfying? I... couldn't care <laughs> at all. No? Yeah, I, I mean, I didn't... it wasn't bad, but I, I just don't care. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't really care that much about the ending either, but that, um... 
that last boss fight was cool enough that I was like, okay, yeah, whatever. Like, it's fine. Yeah. They're, they're, they have a kid and they're, they live in their little kelp bed yeah. now. Like, that's cool, whatever, but that, whatever. Yeah. That's a cool boss fight. It's a, it, it feels like a super perfunctory, like, and they lived happily ever after. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. Like, like you said, like, the boss fight is really the climax of it, so... Like, that, that is cool and, like, well-executed, so... It's more of a mechanical ending. Yeah. Yeah, I really like the, like, having to dodge the giant chest lasers part. Like, that feels very, like, satisfying and, like, skillful without being super punishing and... Mm-hmm. Especially if you spent hours farming materials... Yeah. ...to uh, have uh, healing items before you go into that boss fight. Yep. <laughs> like you do. Yeah, I, I, I was, um, I was unjustly like nervous about that boss fight, so I spent <laughs> way longer. I was talking to you on Skype beforehand and like yeah. died three times and was like yelling yeah. about it. Yeah. Um. So I spent I spent too much time farming like to because I wanted it, but I was over prepared. But then I spent too much time beyond that as like. Uh, I think I'm just gonna get some more stuff. It'll be fine. Like, I gotta stay in this safe part of the ocean where the fish can't kill me and they're not scary child gods. Yeah. You know. That's, Hi. That shows, that's a good sign for the game because it shows it's like actually having some effect on you and like on your on your mental processes. Mm-hmm. It's true. But yeah. So I'm glad we finally got a chance to play this because it's uh. It's one of my faves. Um, I don't know if, like, there have been, since since I played it the first time, there have probably been, like, other games that have eclipsed it on my, like, top five list or whatever. But playing it again reminded me, like, oh, there's a reason that I really loved this game, like, when I first played it. Like, it's it's a pretty solid game. Yeah, and I mean, this, this game came out, like, a while ago. This was before even, like indie games became kind of mainstream popular, really. This was, like, what, 2007 or 2008, I think? <coughs> which was... which I want to say it was 2007 or 8. I could be wrong now. It is something like that, I think. December 7, 2008, 2007. So, like, okay, right on so, the border between 2007 and 2008. Yeah, so, like, yeah, that's, like, before, you know, indie, indie games sort of blew up, mm-hmm. really, which... I don't know. I feel like I feel like that in itself is kind of worth mentioning. Yeah, um, and I feel like I think I said this when we like started playing it, but like I feel like this is a game that everyone has somewhere on their backlog, like owns a copy of, because they got it like on a humble bundle sale somewhere, or it was like a dollar on Steam Summer Sale, so they picked it up or something like that. But then they didn't never get around to playing it. Um, yeah, and it's really I actually good. have. I actually have another game that I'm going to suggest uh, at some point that is, like, the same thing. I think it came in a really early Humble Bundle, but it was in a Humble Bundle with, like, you know, three other games that were way more popular and, like, indie darling, mm-hmm. and nobody played <laughs> nobody played this other game, so... And I, I did one day, and it's really good. Okay. So, one of these days, we're going to we're gonna play that game. Okay. I'm going to make I, it happen. I'm in suspense about what it is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to ask you off-air. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I'll tell you. But anyway, uh, yeah. So that's actually a good segue to talk about uh, what are we playing next. Oh, I guess I guess I'll 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 explain what we're playing next. What we're playing next, uh, 
I think a lot of a lot of you have probably already played or have been playing. Uh, we're gonna play Stardew Valley. Yeah. We're already playing Stardew Valley we are because playing it so hard. Because um, because of our <laughs> kitty, stop it. Because of our delays, uh, Stardew Valley. Yeah, Stardew Valley is a game where you can have a cat. Uh, hopefully, a less annoying one than the one I have. Um, yeah. So, I guess I'll give the uh, the short version and the long version. Uh, short version. Stardew Valley is a Harvest Moon game for the PC. That's that's really all you have to say. Uh, if if Harvest Moon doesn't mean anything at all to you, um, Stardew Valley is a game where you are given a plot of land and an old farmhouse by an old relative, and you go there and you farm the land and you make friends with the people in the town nearby. And you find a spouse, and it's and you have a happy it's basically life. just yeah it's just like a, a chill like farming management social game sim sort of thing with lots and lots of like little secrets that you can sort of puzzle out that are also like not necessary at all but they're they're there and they're they're pretty interesting yeah Stardew Valley um, play it. We've been playing it. It's great. Hey guys, uh, apologies for the abrupt ending, but our technical difficulties from last week have persisted into this week. Um, we think it's a mostly a Skype API issue. Uh, we're gonna try to have it fixed before the next time we record, which should be in two weeks from now. Um, really, the only thing that got cut off was our sign-offs. So, uh, on behalf of all of us here at Feedback Force Corporation. We're not a corporation. Um, thanks for listening. We'll see you again next time. Later. <laughs>